What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ben and Chris Talk Sports. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. We are here to bring you our opinions and our news, notes, and happenings from around the world of sports. Episode 177, a very NFL-centric show. Not much of a shock this time of year. But we were able to scrape together a, uh, enough content to put together a good show for you. Um, uh, Man, I hate starting off on a negative note, and I feel so bad for this kid. But uh, Tariq Cohen... Drafted in 2017, had a really good rookie year, broke out the following year, uh, and seemingly ever since 2020 has just had a rash of injuries. Uh, missed all of last year with a knee injury, was released by the Bears this offseason about two months ago. Was rehabbing to come back, doing a workout video on Instagram or Instagram Live. The video shows my age, right? Doing an Instagram Live uh, stream workout. Tears his ACL. Got to figure he's done for the year. I mean, maybe late in the year, maybe a contending team could sign him if he was able to really move through the surgery and progress. He's only 26, so he has youth on his side. Uh, but, man, this is this – you feel for the kid. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what else to say on that. It sucks. It's tough. He's only played three games since 20, the start of 2020. Really tough break. I really hope he's able to, you know, heal up, come back, have a nice career because he was dynamic. He was. He looked like he was going to be the next guy on like the Saquon before Saquon got injured, and and uh, you know, McCaffrey level kind kind of game, and 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 it's it hasn't panned out, and it, it's tough. But um, just wish him well. Hope to see him back on the field soon. Yeah, um, I have a slightly different kind of perspective on this um i I echo everything you just said the only thing i'll add on to this is i did see a lot of people out there saying you know don't repost this video don't do this don't do that you know suffered a major injury and i understand that however he put himself in this position to go on instagram live stream it and maybe he's not the one who has said it but maybe some people on his campus put it out there. Maybe, maybe not repost it, but, you know, we're in an age where athletes want to put their workouts on, on streams, on Instagram live, on whatever it is. And you want to do that. That's fine. More power to you. I would just say, even if you feel like you're hundred percent focused on your workout, there has to be in my mind, this is my mind. This is my perspective a sliver of do I look good on this video, this stream, this, whatever it's going on um, is your focus a hundred percent. It could be 99.8%. And I like what Devonte Adams does. He doesn't do stuff for Instagram or likes or tweets or whatever he goes out. He does his training in the off season. He doesn't do stuff that is flashy. He does stuff that makes him the best wide receiver in the league and therefore getting him the one of at the time he signed it, one of the richest contracts uh, a wide receiver has ever gotten. And he doesn't need to put his stuff out there. So, um, and if Tariq Cohen was trying to put together a video for uh, teams to look at, well then put video together for teams to look at and send it out to them or have them come look at you. But that's just my perspective. Like maybe maybe some athletes should back off putting stuff out there on Instagram live or whatever to try to get some uh, traction and focus more on getting the teams to look at you. And if they're not looking at you, then I guess that's the only avenue you have, but I, I feel bad for Tariq Cohen, but I would question. And I would question this for anybody who did this. How much were you focused on just doing the training, the exercises? And was there even a sliver of thought going through their head during the workouts? Do I look good? Am I my form good? Because honestly, in my mind, I think there might be some of that out there. Oh, sure. I mean, and that's fair. And I don't think it takes away from you know anything we said about you know wishing them well and feeling bad for them and everything. But no, I agree. If you're going to put it out there, and it's out there, and you can't now say, well, he got hurt, so don't show it. 
it's like, well, I mean, is it, it's not something I have any desire to see. I don't want to see that. I don't want to watch the moment of dudes, you know, uh, a current dream got crushed for, for playing in the upcoming season. It doesn't do anything for me. Some people want to see stuff like that. And if you put it out there, it's out there and you can't get mad at people for, you know, for, for using it and taking advantage of that. And you make a very good point uh, about the whole Devonte Adams, how he doesn't put things on Instagram and it's things like that of that nature, like live, <clears throat> you know, you got to focus and hundred percent right. And I didn't, I didn't even think of that till you said it. If he's worrying about what angle the camera's at, um, if he's in the shot, you know, if he's not hundred percent focused when they're training the way these athletes train, that can cause injury. And you got to wonder if that played any part in it. And we don't know if Tariq Cohen was the one complaining about showing the video. He could be totally fine with it and he might not be, you know, being, no, giving anybody a hassle at all. But uh, anybody who is, um, you know, just got to deal with it. It's, there's a lot of things people don't want shown online that get shown online. And uh doesn't make it right or wrong, but it's out there. So that's kind of the consequences of living your life through TikTok and Instagram and all this stuff. Totally understand, you know, especially being 26, different generation. And that's how they do things. I guess um, he wanted to drum out pipe. He was a free agent, wanted to get some excitement going for a potential comeback. If somebody was going to sign this kid, there's no way they weren't. I mean, he's way too dynamic when he's healthy to not sign him. But I just hope he can come back next year or later this year, come back strong, have a nice season, whatever he can manage to get out of it, and, you know, just progress with his career. Uh, hopefully his injuries don't continue to plague him, but... All right, moving on to a guy you've always been super high on, uh, Jadavian Clowney. <laughs> the uh, biggest waste uh, of talent. Well, hey, there's a waste of 11, another $11 million to the Browns because they re-signed him to a one-year contract. However, uh, to be fair, you've never said he wasn't talented. Right. You've just Effort. said when he's not motivated, he gets uh, complacent, which is true with a lot of these guys. So you keep him on one-year deals, he's going to want to keep signing the following year. This might be the best way to keep Jada- all Jadavian, you know, in in the game here. Chris, he wasn't he wasn't focused at South Carolina when he was in the process of. And I think it was his junior year. He got injured early in the season. And he just he just stopped. He just oh yeah, I'm going to get ready for the draft. Uh, I don't need to do this. And he got drafted very high. I think he got, uh, I believe he got first or second overall. Um, it's effort. That's all it is. It's effort. It's engine. It's mo- motor. He doesn't have it. Um, and, and 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 it's like, it's not me being biased because one of the major clips for Davian Clowney is him blowing up Bernard Robinson when uh, South Carolina faced Michigan many years back, um, and he blew him up bad. And that's the talent that he brings to the table. He can, he's very gifted. He has a, he does have a, a, a football sense and football instinct where he can blow up plays. However, he just doesn't have the ability to do it down in, down out every single game. Luckily for him, he's on a, he's on a team where Miles Garrett is the number one option. So he doesn't have to get any of the focus. And I think that's probably part of the problem is every, every level he's been at, He's been thought of as the primary pass rush threat. And if he gets the double team, then he just, you know, the effort isn't there. Or sometimes he just doesn't put the effort in. Now he's in a situation where he's playing one-year contracts and he doesn't have to be the number one option. That way, Miles Garrett can just get all the fanfare. And yeah, Jadavian makes a couple plays in the year. Great. But there's no focus on him. And that's what he, clearly that's what he wants. Um, and nobody in their right mind is going to give them a two-year contract, three-year contract, because they just know they're not going to get the production. They're not going to get the effort. And I think it's smart for the Browns to do this because they do have some kids that they've drafted over the past couple of years to kind of complement uh, Miles Garrett. And now you can have Jadavian come in and first down or, or pass strictly passing downs, late game, blowout games. 
and, and that'll actually, uh, you know, that'll accentuate his, his skill set. But this guy should have been Lawrence Taylor like. This guy should have been, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know. You, you, better than Dwight Freeney. He should have been better than um, the defense, the other defense end for the Colts way back when. I can't think of his name. Yeah, uh, he, uh, he was with uh, he was with Freeney too, and I I can't yeah. think of his name. It's like right there, uh, but you know Javon Kirsch name comes up too, like, and Javon was injuries pro- injuries was his problem, not effort, yeah. not skill, not he was a beast. That's why they call him the freak. Um, but you know his his problem was injury, and you know Jadavian's had some injury issues, but he just. It's the effort. That's my issue with him. That's always been my issue with him, is that he just doesn't put enough down in, down out. You know, and there are players that you know kind of focus on certain amount of, of plays a game. And I'm not saying sitting here saying you know if you play 60, 60 snaps, eighty snaps a game, every single snap you should be going uh, balls out. But you know you're playing sixty snaps. He's more like giving me ten snaps. Well, it's funny that they traded for a guy named Amari Cooper who has the same kind of MO as, you know, maybe not necessarily the same MO as just taking plays off, but he would disappear for God, weeks at a time. Right. And and, <laughs> and now they have another guy like this. Their defense should be one of the tops in the league to be in the Cleveland right. Browns. Right. Miles Garrett is a going to be and is currently – uh, a guy who is a perennial defensive player of the year candidate. He's a monster. He's legit. All right. Um, <laughs> you have uh, who's the other uh, the, the the cornerbacks? Great Ward. cornerback Ward um, and McKinney. McKinney's a safety, isn't he? Um, no, it's uh, well. I mean, they drafted Grant Delpit a few years ago. Um, and oh yeah, um, uh, Xavier McKinney. I think they drafted yeah last year, and then. They got this kid, and trust me, I'm aware of Greg Newsom. Uh, everyone, part of that uh, tweet where uh, I got a little bit hip checked by some guy uh, telling me that Grant Newsom and um, Denzel Ward are the top duo in the league. Um, he actually played pretty good last year. Uh, Greg Newsom did, but yeah, they have a they have a very good. Um, Defense altogether, and I, and I, mm-hmm. you know, to your point, Chris, on on Amari, I, I will say offensively, he has the same thing that that Miles has, where Deshaun can kind of shine, and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, um, even to a lesser extent, David and Joku, you know, they can shine, they can be the offense, and Amari's just there as, you know, hey, he'll show up sometimes, um. And as long as you've got people that can be in the clutch, he'll be a productive member of society uh, under the Browns. Uh, but I think, I think uh, Dallas's problem is, is Zeke kind of Zeke's not exactly Zeke anymore, and uh, Dak kind of needed more uh, more out of Amari than Amari needed out of Dak. Oh, they needed Capram. That's why they get rid of him. They needed Capram because they overpaid. True. They overpaid for well. Amari Cooper, twenty million average per. And with a Dak contract and a Zeke contract and having to sign these offensive linemen and the defensive players, they just did not have enough. And they, they made the right call, but you should have never re-signed them to that massive contract to begin with. But they did, and now they got rid of him. I, 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 I still like. Look, I know. And I, you know, Clowney has all the physical tools, like you just said. I'm not going to rehash everything you just said because I 100% agree with he just he'll disappear. He doesn't have it between the years constantly. All, all the physical gifts, but just the headspace. There's something that's not connecting. Something's not firing right. And I don't mean that like he's crazy or anything. I mean as far as like from physical ability to play on the field. This guy was was drafted number one by Houston in 2014, and he had another really really good player in his prime on the other side of the defensive line in JJ Watt. This is when JJ Watt was terrorizing offenses, and Clowney came in and it was like the defense was really good, but he didn't put it over the top like he should have. 
So are the Browns going to get enough from this guy? Because they have, we're going to talk about this a little bit later in a different segment. The Browns have more issues to deal with. This whole Deshaun Watson thing isn't as over as they'd like to think it is. There's there's other stuff that could be coming down the pipe with this, and that, that could be a problem for Cleveland. And they're going to need that defense to be top form if this isn't going to be a wasted season if some of these things don't play out the way they want them to. So, I don't know. It, it, it's going to be interesting. We'll, we'll get to that. Anything else on Clowney, or are you good? Yeah, I just, you know, he – I was just quickly going to see what his uh... – Sack total was last year. I don't know if you picked that up or not. No, I did not. I haven't seen anything, to be honest with you. Let's oh, see. he had nine sacks last nine. year. I mean, that's respectable. And then 11 tackles for loss. Like that? That's good. That's fine because, like I said, Miles Garrett had 16. And, and Miles Garrett was on a, a pseudo MVP run, uh, run for a while there. I had him as my defense player of the year. That's kind of what you wanted, though. And I think some of these kids, like I said, they get they they picked up the kid a linebacker that um, I actually predicted early in the uh, preseason last year as the potential um, offensive rookie of the year, and then they got some other talent. And their their secondary is 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 clearly uh, becoming top shelf, and that that in and of itself is going to produce more uh, sack opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then there's a little missing piece we have, Chris. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers no longer have Roethlisberger. Now they have a Mitchell Trubisky. So clearly two times a year, Jadavian and Miles Garrett have going to have better opportunities bringing down the quarterback because Big Ben, even to his last day, was tough guy oh, yeah. to bring down. Oh, yeah. Now it's a little easier because – sorry, well, you, Mitch. You got Mitchie three picks or a rookie in there. So it's – it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for the Steelers. Okay, so stop me if you've heard this before. Daniel Snyder' uh, ownership status could be in jeopardy. Uh, the latest controversy has to do with try to follow along here, guys. Uh, the team allegedly having two different bank accounting systems in which uh, it intended to keep some of the funds intended for NFL revenue sharing for itself. Now, Daniel Snyder is worth, I don't even know how much. And this dirtbag is still trying to skim more off the top to the point where it's under federal investigation now. Like, he's not just dealing with league problems. Like, you're dealing with federal problems. And this is on top of the whole being a complete a-hole about changing the Redskins name, not wanting to do it until, you know, obviously sponsors threatened to pull out and everything like that. And then they was like, oh yeah, we'll change it. This is on top of the team being fined $10 million last July for a toxic workplace environment that included, uh, um, oh, what was it? Uh, allegations of inappropriate behavior towards former cheerleaders. Uh, who claimed that executive staffers made uh, inappropriate videos of them uh, based on footage that was uh, not known to be footage, meaning they were recording them when they were not they were not uh, supposed to be being recorded. Those were uh, apparently out of court settlements. So where there's smoke, there's fire. There's something there. All in all, this organization needs a complete facelift. And, and on the field, they have a guy like Ron Rivera who. I have a lot of respect for big fan of Ron Rivera. Uh, he needs a better owner. Somebody who's going to actually, you know, potentially, you know, put him in position to, to coach the way he's capable of coaching. Mm-hmm. And he's not getting it from Snyder. Um, so there would need to be 24 votes against Snyder to essentially force him to sell the team out of ownership. And, uh, from the looks of it, from what I've read online, uh, obviously we're not insiders, we're, we're fans, but from what I've read online, uh, there's a, a, a groundswell starting to emerge that might say, hey, this guy's messing with our money now, 
Now it's revenue that's supposed to be shared with our team. He's keeping for himself. You know, we kind of had this guy's back, and now we're getting really, really tired of it. Now he's messing with our money. He's got to go. And there's no faster way to get those NFL owners to turn on you than to mess with their money. I mean, they don't get enough from us, you know, charging $14 for a soda. So, I mean, um, this is, man, just when you think you're trying to put everything with Washington behind you, you got the name change, you get some settlements out of court, you get a, a guy to kind of class up the on-field product and Ron Rivera as your head coach, and another Daniel Snyder faux pas emerges. It, 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 they got to get this guy out of there because Washington is going to continue to be seen as a cesspool until this clown is removed and somebody can come in there and try to restore some semblance of dignity. And and I wanted to get into this story sooner, Chris, because actually this came out, um, if I remember correctly, like a month, month and a half ago, but you know, we were knee deep in other stuff, draft, all that other stuff. So it kind of, it kind of got brushed to the side a little bit. And so it's a good opportunity with, with everything that's going on now that we are, we're bringing this to the forefront um, and right now there's a ton of traction. There are multiple. And again, I will take this as, you know, take it for what it's worth. Uh, you know, the old blue check marks, there's a, there is a litany of them that are saying the same exact thing. Votes are being counted. And those are voters, owner votes are being counted in the kind of the darkness mm-hmm. to see where everyone's at. And quite honestly, uh, I don't, I don't see how messing with people's money is going to get you uh, allowed to keep your team. Um, if you're an alpha owner, you can justify letting him keep his name. That's his name. That's his marketing and, and all that. That's fine. He'll take the heat for that. Not us. They're essentially all different businesses that are under one collective bargain agreement. So realistically, if you're the owner of the Patriots, Packers, Las Vegas Raiders, Dallas Cowboys, you can justify that. Um, The allegations and all that stuff about the sexual harassment, that's their house. Again, you can try to justify that all you want. I mean, I'm not agree with it, but, you know, as you said, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, but unfortunately, and I guess fortunately, when uh, money starts to get uh, kind of uh, peeled away from the owners, that's when they start taking notice. So this is a matter of time. That's all it is. It's a matter of time. Yeah, They're going yeah. to vote. They're going to have to vote. They're going to vote them out and put the team up for sale and, and see who, you know, see who wants to put up for it. Um I know, I know, I know he's he's coaching right now. I thought I heard Prime has uh, talked about it, owning a team. I know LeBron James has talked about owning a team. Um, there was rumors that Tom Brady was going to try to be part ownership of the Dolphins. Again, these are guys, you know, who have millions of dollars, some billions, and unfortunately, that's not enough. Um, I'm I'm going to say by before the end of July, this guy's out. I don't know what kind of uh, meetings they have coming up. I know they have something coming up soon. Um, but at minimum, they should have an emergency one when mm-hmm. um, the feds release their uh, statements. Because, yes, you are correct, Chris. Uh, the feds involved is is very, very serious. Uh, yeah. now, now they're going to want their money. Um, and if you're the NFL... I don't know anything for sure. I said, I'm not an insider. You don't want the Fed snooping around all your financial records. Because that opens up a whole other can of worms that could make that league a lot less profitable. And we we already saw what happened with um, that investigation uh, into the emails. And it outed people... Yeah, that's what what I forgot. I didn't remind the racist emails were linked to the the, the, the organization, too, from John Gruden. From John Gruden, and and nothing happened to Snyder, yet stuff happened to other people. So, who knows what else they'll uncover? And if I'm the NFL, I'm less like, 
trying to keep tabs on the on the feds and say hey you know let us know let us know as soon as possible let us know what's going on all the information and then goodell will get everyone together and say hey let's do this let's you know let's have this vote and and kind of get rid of them and then put the team up for and and honestly this will be the second team that's up for uh sale because i if i remember correctly the broncos are still Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in limbo right now with the 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 bowling kids that are fighting over ownership and and I'm pretty sure that the league put it on sale. So it, it's a weird time. And if I'm I'm a businessman, I look at I look at the Washington football team. Uh, sorry, Washington Commanders. This might be the time to strike and. You know, would there be some sort of um, stipulation that he that he or she or the group is allowed to change the name if they don't like it or what have you? But this is kind of the time to strike because you have a new brand coming out and, you know, people are starting to buy into that brand and buy into the products and you have new talented players coming up and this is the time to strike. So if I'm one of those people that have been waiting and waiting and waiting for a team to come available, and there are many, many people that have been waiting for teams to come available in any sport, this is the time to strike. So get your bids ready and and put it out there. Yeah. And look, I'm not, I'm not the PC police. I'm I'm not easily offended. I'm certainly not a snowflake. Uh, I, 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 routinely laugh at all these people who aren't even fans of the game who want to stand under soapbox and judge everything. However, um, events like this really do show you where the league's priorities lie. And I love the NFL product on the field. I've been a fan my entire life. I'm not going to stop watching. But when it comes to the front office stuff, ownership, Commissioner Goodell, um, this league has its head up its ass. Uh, you know, a player will beat the crap out of their wife and or, or girlfriend, and it's, you know, two, four games, whatever. Calvin Ridley bets $1,500, and I'm not trying to open that can of worms again, but an entire season. Okay, priorities. Seriously, let's, let's get her hacked straight. There's, an, uh, there's, a, there's a personal conduct policy for a reason. And, you know, Gruden and all those uh, all the racist statements he made, which were legit. This isn't like, oh, that's racist, and it's like, well... No, you're just being too sensitive. Legit racist comments. Like, really, really mean shit. Nothing happened to him. Didn't care. All the sexual misconduct allegations, the toxic workplace environment. Yeah, they threw some fines at him. The commanders paid some people off to kind of, you know, out-of-court out of settlements. Eh, league didn't really seem to care too much. All of a sudden, it's money now. And now they got the feds involved. Now they're talking about removing him from ownership. It's like, oh, the minute the minute that there's a dollar, it doesn't end up in someone's pocket. That's when priorities and, and, and uh, you know, morality all of a sudden come into play. It's it's just a little, it's a little gross. Uh, especially, you know, the whole racist comment thing when the league stands on their soapbox every Sunday with all the stickers on the helmet and the, and the signs in the end zone, which is, uh, you know, their actions do not back up that those are actually their values. So... That's that's I'm gonna leave that there, but not to mention, you know, Brian Flores is current Brian uh, Flores. Yeah, is oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, have a lawsuit against the NFL. Yes, exactly. For... Exactly. And again, I'm no snowflake, but Brian Flores has a damn fine case and there's gonna be a lot more ugliness about the league that comes out because of that. Oh, and I probably offended a bunch of people by saying snowflake. Uh, I don't care. If you're offended right. by if you're offended by the word snowflake, that's like the most snowflakey thing possible. So just look in a mirror. And the likelihood of someone who is offended by snowflake realistically isn't listening to us anyway. Yeah, if they are, I just want to let them know I don't care. <laughs> um, and Ben has the email and, and and um social media handles at the end of the show, so you can reach one of us through there, and I can tell you again I don't care. All right, on to some more fun stuff. 
I found this. Ah, I want to give credit where it was, uh, where I found it. I think it was, I was on Bleacher Report. And it was a um, article. Can't think of the word. Dude, I, I, I'm an editor for a newspaper and I can't think of an article. That's, that's fantastic. Okay. Um, and it is statistical dark horses for offensive categories this upcoming season. So, because it's on Bleacher Report, I venture you have not seen this. Because uh, we usually get our sources from different different sites. Uh, or our information, not sources. We're not insiders, remember. Um, but there's six categories. And they give uh, three players for each category that could potentially, in their eyes, become the leader in that category. Some of them are... I don't get, but... I'll see what you think. All right. So the statistical dark horse leader for touchdown passes this upcoming season, the three they gave, Zach Wilson of the Jets, Trevor Lawrence of the Jaguars, Matt Ryan of the Colts. Which of those is most likely, and realistically, how realistic is it? Um, I would have to say Matt Ryan. Ooh, I didn't think you were going to go there. I'd have to go Trevor Lawrence only because the Colts are going to be run heavy. Still, they got Matt Ryan just to do things. Carson once couldn't, and they're still going to be a run based offense. And Zach Wilson, there is just, it's the jets. I got to see it to believe it. And I don't think either any of these guys are going to, but if I had to pick one, I'd say Lawrence passing yards, Derek Carr of the Raiders, Deshaun Watson of the Browns, and Cousins of the Vikings. Honestly, Chris, this is going to stun you. I think the likelihood is Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I do too, actually. Same here. Same here. I think the Raiders are going to have a much more balanced offense. I know even with Devontae Adams, he's going to get a ton of targets and yards, right. but it's going right. to be more balanced, and it's going to give Josh Jacobs a little bit of leeway. And who knows what you're going to get out of Watson. Who Who knows? Watson could put up zero to be honest. That's it. Yeah, I mean we're gonna get into that in the next, the next segment. But there's more to that again. Uh, and Cousins has two of the best receivers in the game, right? And a running back to take the pressure off the line. So I mean, if it's gonna be any of them, I think it. I, it, I could see Cousins doing that. Receptions: mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson of the Steelers, Keenan Allen of the Chargers, or Hunter Renfro of the Raiders. All right, I'm I'm discarding. Deontay Johnson uh, yeah. out of this argument. Yeah, too many unknowns in Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean, it's got to go, be Allen, right? I was going to say, I was going to go Keenan Allen because yeah. the, the introduction of uh, Devontae Adams kind of throws that whole binky for a uh, car out the door because he's going to spread the ball as much as he can. Oh, yeah. I mean, Renfro's a fine player. I think he's going to have a nice year. But yeah, there's no way he gets more than. Devante, and if Devante gets more than him, that defeats the purpose of him being a dark horse stat leader. So, Correct. All right, next up, we have receiving yards. Michael Thomas of the Saints, C.D. Lamb of the Cowboys, and Mark Andrews of the Ravens. I'm going to go um, C.D. Lamb. I agree. I think he has a very legitimate chance of being a reception, receiving yards leader. Just the way they utilize him, too. He's just going to – they're going to need to use him in space. Yep. That's, and they're gonna and they're going to attempt. I, I don't know if they're gonna try to replicate um, Debo in in Dallas, but I think that a lot of teams are gonna start taking those that piece that they feel like is similar to Debo and, and try to utilize them in, him in that fashion. Yeah. And CD Lamb, CD Lamb did some of that, not a lot of that in in college, but I can see them definitely utilizing him in that fashion. And let's be real, C.D. Lamb's been the number one since the moment he was drafted, but now he's officially the one right? with Amari Cooper out of town, and he's going to get a lot of targets. Rushing yards. Najee Harris of the Steelers, Javante Williams of the Broncos, or Rashard Penny of the Seahawks. I think one of these things doesn't belong here. <laughs> um, I don't think the other two belong here. I think Najee is the only one that belongs there. Oh, see, Rashard- I, think, I think Williams is going to kill it with... Uh, with Wilson and and in, in Denver personally, I, I I just I don't know if that I don't know where that offense is going to be to be honest with you, and I know you like Javante Williams, you liked him last year. 
It just it just doesn't seem like he's uh I haven't I don't think he's entrenched himself as the number one. And Richard, do I really need to get into that? No, I think yeah, that's what I meant. Richard Penny, I think, you know, nothing against him, but he hasn't really done anything to remotely make us think all of a sudden he's gonna break out. That they, offensive Chris, line isn't any better in Seattle. It's worse they could, probably. They, they could have thrown a combination of Richard Penny, Chris Carson, and um <laughs> I don't know his Seattle first running name. back. Just Seattle I, running back. <laughs> I, I, I don't know his first name, but Homer is his last name. I can't think of his oh, first name. Oh yeah, I know you Yeah, yeah. But you could put all three of them and and uh Kenneth Walker the third, the kid they drafted out of um, Michigan State. You could put them all their stats together collectively. <laughs> it still won't come up close to Najee. See, I I love Najee Harris. Uh not not only like as the more I know about the kid them as a person, but like uh on the field, but I mm-hmm. just think there's so many unknowns in Pittsburgh. What kind of quarterback play are you going to get? And if it ends up being as bad as we think it might be, uh, it's going to be really tough going to get any kind of running game going as good as Harris is. I think I think Najee's Najee's quarter, almost quarterback proof. Mm. One's okay. opinion. Okay. One's opinion. No, 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 I think he's quarterback proof. I'd have to go with, I, I think, you know, yards from scrimmage, easily Harris. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Williams on that one personally. All right, rushing touchdowns. We have Saquon Barkley of the Giants, James Conner of the Cardinals, or Damian Harris of the Patriots. Who was the second one? James Conner of the Cardinals. Uh, I'm gonna... Oh man, damn. See, Conner had a really nice touchdown here last year, but can he repeat that? Can he stay healthy? Uh, people are gonna kind of know what to expect in Arizona now. I want to go. I'm just going to go with Damian Harris. Yeah, I, just, I, I think so. There is a lot of unknowns with all three of them. Yeah. And as we know with Patriot running backs, it could change for him. Like, Damian think, could yeah. have a crappy game week one. Ramondre could come in. That's it. And he just takes it over. He could. And then the kid that they drafted. Oh, God, what's his name? They drafted some kid in the in the draft. I can't I can't think of him off the top of my head. But I know he's getting a lot of pub. With um size and built of a three down running back, I'd have to. But it, my my point is, Patriot running backs, you just don't know, and I, I don't I don't have the belief that the Cardinals offense is stable right now. Yeah, and that's my issue with that. Um, and then I think, and then who was the first one? Saquon. 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 Dude. I don't buy that he's going to be healthy. Like, yeah. If he's healthy, sure. But, I mean, he hasn't proven it since his rookie year that he can. Like, that, this is this is the entire problem with all three of those picks. Is yeah. You, yeah. There's just – there's there's so uh, – this kid, uh, here it is. Uh, Pierre Strong, Jr., out of South Dakota State. He's 5'11", 205. They're, they're talking him up like he might be a possible – Well. They were talking. Oh, they were talking Stidham up too after pretty low. So we'll and see. they're talking this kid that they drafted Zap at quarterback, and like I, I don't care. No, it's ridiculous to think that Mac, is anybody but Mac Jones. Um, yeah, I mean the thing is with Damian Harris and the Patriots, way the Patriots run is Damian Harris could end up having three carries for six yards and two touchdowns. Right. And he could do that eight or nine times in a season because that's just how the Patriots are. Look at the year that Garrett Blount had like 19, 18 or 19 touchdowns. Right. Right. The dude didn't have 600 rushing yards, but every time they were within, you know, three to four yards, he would just in there and he just pounded away and he got touchdowns. So I right. mean, you never know. And Damian, but Damian also has an injury problem himself. That well, that's exactly it. Yeah, I don't think it'll be any of these three. But of the three, I'd say the way that the offenses go, it would be Harris more likely than the other two. But yeah. all right, now we have, and I got this from uh, SportingNews.com. It's been all over the place. That's just where I found it. So whoever originally had it, give credit to them. Uh, the uh, estimated or projected. Uh, NFL win totals for the upcoming season. And I got to say, some of these are, are, are a little bit low. I don't know if you've seen this yet. Have you? No, I haven't. I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to run through some of these. And if now, obviously we don't want to, we don't have time to go through all 32, but if they, they seem a little bit egregious or you just want to give a different number, just shout it out. Alphabetical order. So the bears have six and a half. Bengals have 10. Bills have 11 and a half. 
Broncos have 10. Here's what we're going to talk about the Browns. Because the Browns across the board, this 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 list gives uh, projected win total and then uh, over under what the odds are they're going to get that over they're going to get that that total. The Browns are the only team with a not available across the board or not applicable across the board because based on interviews by Deshaun Watson's accusers on HBO a couple of days ago, I have no idea when they were recorded, but they, apparently they were shown a few days ago. The league is now going to interview Deshaun Watson again. So, even the odds makers are saying, we don't know what's going to happen in Cleveland. The Browns could have traded all this away to Deshaun Deshaun Watson, given him all this guaranteed money. And he might not even be able to play this year, and and who knows for how long. Cleveland has a very peculiar situation going on there. Yeah, but they structured the contract so in the event that even if he doesn't play this year, he's only getting a million dollars. That oh yeah, and that's fine financially, but that doesn't help him on the field though. No, but that's why they oh well let me restate. I was gonna say that's why they haven't traded Baker, but Baker is the reason why they haven't traded Baker. That's why they've acquired uh Josh Dobbs, that's why they acquired Jacoby Brissett. Um yeah, I and they're not gonna and and you said this is Vegas uh, odds, and that's why they haven't. I mean, yeah, these there's over there's an over and under. I think these yeah, came not... from the odds makers, right. I believe. I'm not sure exactly where it started, but and I'm sure no matter where you go, there you're not going to get any odds on the Browns because yeah, if if they make a prediction and it's off, they're going to get their their asses handed to them in the the long run. So that makes sense. Bucks at eleven and a half, Cardinals at nine, Chargers at ten, which I think is a little low. Uh, Chiefs at ten and a half, Colts at nine and a half, Commanders seven and a half, Cowboys ten and a half, which I think is high. Dolphins at nine, Eagles eight and a half, Falcons five, Forty Nine. That's a little high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but when do we get to the Lions? Forty uh, Nine ers ten. Giants seven, which could be very high as well. Yeah. Uh, Jaguars six, Jets five and a half, which I got more faith in the Jets having a good season than the Giants. Right. To be honest with you, so that that's low to me. Uh, Lions are six and a half, which is probably about twice as many as they're going to win. Packers are at eleven. <laughs> good luck. Aaron uh, Aaron security blanket and Binky has gone to Vegas, so we'll see. Panthers at six, Patriots eight and a half. So apparently the Dolphins without stepping on the field are already going to be better than the Patriots. That's interesting. Uh, the Raiders are eight and a half, which I, I, is probably the most egregious one on the list to me, honestly. They're they're going to win 12 games. That That's crazy to me, eight and a half. You take the over on that all day, all day. But I'm going to look into that. The Rams at ten and a half. Ravens nine and a half, Saints at eight, Seahawks five and a half, which could be high. Steelers seven and a half, Texans four and a half, Titans nine and a half, and Vikings at nine. So that's the projected win loss total. Excuse me, not win loss, win totals. Yeah. For uh, all thirty-two NFL teams, well, thirty-one because nobody knows what's going on in Cleveland, including Cleveland. So that's fun. I would I would reasonably push back. Uh, like I said, the Falcons seem high, um, and I think the Saints are a little high, to be honest with you, because I that's that's probably oh, yeah, them yeah. being a little safe, mm-hmm. not going too low. But in reality, we're looking at a team that we just don't know what on paper we don't know what it's going to be. Um, it looks okay, but. You know what happens if Jameis gets injured. It's bottom of the barrel. And I, I, I'll i be interested to see what a full season of Jameis uh, after his uh, eye surgery he had uh, two years ago, two years ago, three years ago now. Um, but those are kind of the only two I really will. If I were to push hard on and be like that, that's not, that's not right. And I would definitely uh I would I would definitely put money on those two to be under that. 
that's just my opinion. But of course, I'm not a sports better. I don't profess to be. The only thing I bet on is fantasy baseball, uh, fantasy football. Yeah, but we know we, we do. We're not we're not insiders. We're not experts, but we, we we do know the game. And look, there's no there's no college to make you a good NFL analyst. You know shit or you don't. And we know enough about this game to make educated guesses. And some of these are way off base. There's no way the Raiders only win eight and a half games. Obviously, you can't win a half a game. Even if it's a tie, it's not considered a half game. It's a whole different category. Even if you even if you round that up to nine, that's still crazy yeah. to me. This is a team that was in the playoffs last year and really, I mean, really did nothing but improve their team this offseason drastically. And some other teams in that, in that division, well, actually, only the Chiefs, uh, look to be a little bit more worse for wear. They're still going to be a good competitive team, but I don't think the days of I, – I don't think we're going to see a Chiefs team where you're you're just going to see them just to uh, steal a term from Rich Eyes and just bolt race people week after week. You're not you're the days of the the forty point halves are are not going to be gone, but they are not going to be a weekly event anymore. Right. Exactly what we said would happen with Patrick Mahomes when he signed that contract is happening. They have to they, they can't sign people. They can't afford to sign people. They have no cap room. So all these weapons that were helping him be the special player he is and he's still very good he's not going to be a schmuck but he's going to have to again adjust his game to i can't just scramble for nine seconds and then throw the ball up 40 yards downfield and tyreek's going to be there to catch it because tyreek's not going to be able to catch it from miami so uh (laughs) they have to figure something out there and i i don't think the chiefs are the best team in that division anymore you and if you're a, if you're you're if you're a Chiefs fan, you're hoping that this kid Sky Moore is going to come in and be the next second coming of Tyree Kill. You're <laughs> you're you're hugely mistaken on this one. They're they're the kid is not going to step on the field and have his speed, have his ability, have his knowledge of the offense, have that communication uh, with Patrick Mahomes. It's just not going to happen. No, sorry. So it's basically Mahomes and Kelsey. And, uh, yeah, I think the Patriots are a, a little low. I think people are still hoping that they're not going to be able to recover more. I don't think they're going to be world beaters, but, I mean, they don't just win eight or nine games. I think they can win ten games. And they're capable of that. They can, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how the division shakes out. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I think they can win ten games. They'll be in a wild card hunt. Um, you know, the Bills, I think, are going to be right up there for the best record in the league. Bucks are. It says you know it says they're gonna they're tied with the highest potential estimated win total at eleven and a half with the Bills. I don't. I mean they're in a weak division, but I I, I just I don't know, man. <laughs> a weak division, right. but they also haven't beat the Saints since Brady went down to Tampa. So uh, eleven and a half, twelve wins, possible, but. That all depends on Brady. If there's zero regression, all right, cool, maybe. If you know Father Time starts creeping a little bit, you never know. Uh, I would, yeah, I would, Ra- I would Ra- just say good. I would just say because because of my statements before about the Saints and the Falcons, I think they'll easily get to twelve wins. And I I don't have faith in the Panthers to be honest with you. Um, Oh, no one can stay healthy. How can you? I mean, no. and, and and I don't know if you saw the tweet out there. It was like yesterday, the day before. You had a uh, CMC uh, running the siren for uh, the Carolina Hurricanes game. It's this big siren, and you have to really like crank it. And you could see him really like if you have time, look it up. Um, he's really cranking it. And my first thought was like, damn. I know it's usually leg injuries with him, but like, dude. You have injury problems. This is not something you should be probably doing with no. the amount of effort you're putting in to uh, have this siren go off. Just just one person's opinion, but but because of my you know my dismissal of the other three teams in the division, and I can understand your point that Brady hasn't won in New Orleans since he got there. But uh, I'll caution you by saying 
they now have Jameis maybe for both games. Um, and if he goes back to old form, well, then there's like three picks at least for both games that the Bucks are going to have. So, you know, hey, maybe the best defensive player for the Tampa Bay Buc- Buccaneers will be uh, Jameis. <laughs> Did you see the meme after uh, it was, I think it was on NFL memes, and it said the NFL draft is so boring. If I wanted to watch 32 picks in three hours, I'd watch Jameis Winston play. <laughs> uh, I, I just I thought that was kind of funny. funny. I'm going to keep this list. I'm going to save it like I usually do, and we're going we're gonna to take a look at it again down the road and see how close some of these teams are. And I'll give teams the benefit of the doubt uh, on the halves, or the, the odds makers the benefit of the doubt on the halves, like uh, pages are eight and a half. So if they have eight or nine, I'll count that as a win. So we'll, we'll see how many they get right when at the season's end. It'll be interesting. All right, last thing, and this is just kind of a, a fun – you know, what would you do? It's not a real deep dive thing, but it's uh, if you had to start an NFL franchise with any non-quarterback player in NFL history, who would it be? One offense, one defense. You're going to get them in their prime, at their best. One offensive player, one defensive player. And that, those are the cornerstones of both sides of the ball for your, your newly formed team. Who would you go with? I think Andrew. I know one of them. Adrian Peterson and uh, Lawrence Taylor. Oh. I want Barry Sanders and Ray Lewis. Yes, Chris, I know. I didn't pick Charles Woodson, but. Well, you, you kind of got to go linebacker. They're kind of like. You do. You the, do. Yeah, I mean, I almost took Ty Law. I wanted to take Ty Law. My, my fandom, my Patriots fandom wanted to take Ty Law. But, uh, yeah, Peterson and uh, LT is a hell of a pick. I don't think either one of us would be. Uh, in a, in a bad in bad shape there but all right well anything else i'm all set all right that is going to do it for episode 177 thank you very much for listening if you have any questions or comments for ben or i on this episode past episodes or anything sports related at all we'd love to hear from you and where can you get in touch with us you can hit us up on twitter that's at bcts pod facebook ben and chris talk sports the website bctspod.com and Instagram, Ben underscore Chris Talk Sports. And if you have not done so yet and you feel so inclined, please go to wherever you download your favorite podcast, leave a rating and a review, and ask a friend to do the same. We greatly appreciate the support. Till next time, for Ben, I am Chris. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you right back here next Sunday. Thank you.